loves. I know that it has been a minute. I have many areas of work that I'm involved in, and unfortunately, one of the areas recently got very busy, and so I've just been caught up there. But I am here today, and I'm excited to be here. To bring us back into the present, we're just going to take a deep breath. All right. So today's topic is a bit of a deep, I guess a bit of a heavy one. I know I've touched on this topic before, but not specifically in this area. So today I want to share with you specific uh, feelings and emotions that you may go through when you are grieving someone you love. And I chose this topic today because it is that time of year again for me and our family where we have a lot of anniversary dates coming up and um, they start they start in uh, February for me and then go all the way through March and April as well. So February 24th is my birthday, but it is also the anniversary date of the last time that I saw my parents. So I know some of you that listen to my podcast know my story, but for those of you that don't, I am just going to, I'm not going to go into the details a lot today, but I do want to just preface with, um, I guess, the timeline and just uh, touch on a little bit of uh, my story because it, I think it is important for you to know at least where I'm coming from. And it is the reason why I do the work that I do. When I sit across from someone I come from a place of having been there, right? So that is the place that I practice out of. I started this line of work after having gone through an entire decade of one event, tragic event after another. And so it started in 2005 when we lost our oldest sister in a car accident. She uh, left behind her four kids and her husband. And then four years after that, my parents had their car accident in which we lost my mom, my dad, my brother, and his three kids, two nephews and a niece. And then four years after that, my former husband had a seizure and was diagnosed with stage three brain, uh, stage three brain tumor. Uh, and so that was an entire decade for me, every four years. Um, and so that is the place that I practice out of. And I wanted to just touch on that today so that you, if you don't know my story or have never had a session with me, that you know where I'm coming from. So most of the content today is specifically related to losing someone we love, but I do want to note that we can experience grief uh, in many different areas of our lives. For example, you know, if we move, um, closing a chapter in our lives, like for example, a job, a job loss, uh, closing uh, chapters of relationships, right? Um, uh, relationships, even friendships. Um, there are many different areas in our lives where we experience grief and loss. And so I just want to acknowledge that, but to note that today specifically is related to when we lose an individual or a, a person that we love. So first off, I have to say that no two individuals experience the exact same thing. So I often will get this where an individual says, oh, well, she lost her husband. I've also lost my husband. So I know exactly what she's going through. And I know that the sentiment is there, you know, to empathize, to sympathize. But the reality is each individual relationship is unique. Therefore, 
every individual's grief is unique. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. Each individual relationship is unique. Therefore, every individual's grief is unique. So yes, having been there definitely helps us to be able to understand and to create space, but we really don't fully 100% know what that individual is going through. That's not possible because we didn't live that relationship or that connection or that friendship with them. So just want to note that, that yes, a lot of, or some of the feelings that we may feel may, may be similar, but, and showing someone that we can relate to them is generally better done by actions than words. So oftentimes we want to say, I completely understand. I know exactly what you're going through. And words like that can often be harmful. So it is better to show someone that we know what it's like by just creating space and sitting with them. Because if you've ever lost someone you love, you know that words can be very painful in in moment of loss, right? We are raw, we are vulnerable, and the words that are spoken to us are can be very heavy and hurtful. And so showing up, creating space, and I can go into later a, a bit more of what that looks like, but in a journey of loss, words are not it. I had this revelation a while ago. Um, the reason why we don't know what to say when someone has lost someone they love, it is because there is nothing you can say in that moment. So we we are at a loss for words for a reason, because there is no words that need to be spoken. Common feelings that individuals may feel when experiencing loss, um, one of the biggest ones is guilt or regret. This one comes up all the time. And we land there because all other feelings in a, in grief feel bottomless. They just feel never-ending and all-consuming. But with guilt and regret, we can place it back on ourselves. So then we have a place to put it. So that is naturally where individuals will often go, is to a place of guilt and regret. And this is something to be sensitive and aware of because we can get lost in those emotions of, or those feelings of guilt and regret. So just to acknowledge, I regret this, but in that moment, I did the best that I could. I regret not saying this. I regret not doing this, or I regret doing this and not that. And it's fine. You just acknowledge those. It's when we try to ignore them that they can become all-consuming and 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 overtake us. But then to just say, I acknowledge it, but I did in that moment, I did the best that I could. And just to know that it's a very, very common feeling to feel regret and guilt. Uh, individuals that have had the most amazing relationship with someone they've lost, they often land there as well. Another, and this is a bit of a taboo feeling that I often notice that individuals feel, but really feel that they cannot speak of, is relief. Especially if there's a situation where the loved one was sick for a while or it was a very challenging situation, whatever it is, often with loss, there comes a sense of relief. And rarely do we feel okay to acknowledge that because with that, we come back to that guilt. And here, I want you to recognize this. You can feel relief 
and immense and deep sadness at the exact same time. You can feel relief that this individual is no longer suffering or that this individual is now, what, whatever you want to call it, that the situation is no longer there day in and day out. But at the same time, your love and care and your how much you love and miss them does not diminish. So you can feel relief, but at the same time, love and miss them deeply. And again here, it's so important to just acknowledge it and to to even say or to write it down. I feel relief because of these reasons. And then again, just acknowledge it. The relief does not mean that I don't love or care for this person any less. The relief does not mean that I don't miss this person. And so just acknowledging that. The other thing is exhaustion. So I always say that grieving someone we love is like running a emotional, mental, and physical marathon every single day, especially right from the beginning and at different times throughout the grieving journey. And it is our mind and our, we, are, we are working overtime in doing everything else we're supposed to be doing in life. And with losing someone we love, there's often a lot of logistics that come with it. So we are doing everything else that we're supposed to be doing. Meanwhile, at the same time, our mind is constantly working through memories, the pain, the loss. And so there is an absolute mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion that comes with grief that is often not recognized. So if you've lost someone you love and you feel like you get up getting up off the couch is hard or walking up the stairs is hard and that you're exhausted all the time, know that that's 100% normal. And remind yourself that you really are running an emotional, mental, and physical marathon every single day just in grief itself and then still doing all the other tasks that come along with the logistics and whatever your situation is, right? Another thing that I want to touch on is when we start to feel a little bit lighter, you know, those moments that start coming in where we feel a little bit lighter, so common for guilt to suffocate that because naturally we feel that when we start feeling lighter or when we feel that those little glimpses of joy coming through that then, oh, I'm forgetting about the person I love or, um, you know, we, we take that as a sign that diminishes our love for the person that we lost. And so again, just to be aware of that. And when those moments of, of joy come in, what I encourage individuals is to grab onto them, lean into them as long as you possibly can for yourself, but also for the people you've lost. Because more than anything, those, the the person or the people that you've lost in your life, they would want that for you. So constantly remind yourself that being sad and feeling heavy is not what your loved one would want for you right? Yes, absolutely take the time to process and to grieve and, and and work through that. Don't deny those moments of joy because you feel that you need to be sad in order to honor and to love and to remember those that you've loved. Another huge thing, and this is really important whether you yourself have lost someone you love or you are supporting someone that's lost someone they love. And it is when an individual has experienced loss, they often, more than not, they change. 
because they then begin to look at life through the lens of death. It's different for everyone and it will look different for everyone, but life just really is never the same again. And this is often confusing for the people around them because you didn't fully experience and go through what they went through. So it is one of the reasons why we often, unfortunately, lose people closest to us because they don't know what to do with how we change after we've lost someone we love. So if things that used to matter no longer matter anymore, if things that used to be all-consuming to you just have no value in your life right now, and that's even as far as conversations and participation, and all of those things can shift and change. And that may be scary for you, but I would just encourage you, embrace it. You walked through that, allow that to shape you. And yes, you may lose some people, unfortunately, but with that, other people will come into your life that will appreciate and understand and respect how that part of your journey has shaped you into who you are today. And the unfortunate reality is that very few people feel comfortable with walking through the journey of grief with someone. And it's not that they don't want to. It's just that naturally we want to fix things for the people that we love. When we see that they are hurt, we want to fix it, right? You cannot fix grief. So often when I sit across from someone where I just want to to take it away and fix it, unfortunately, that's not how it works with grief. So you do really just have to sit with them and create space for the uncomfortable for the hard, for the difficult. And very few people feel comfortable enough with themselves to be able to do that for someone else. So if you recognize that your friends feel uncomfortable, I encourage you, and this is another huge aspect that I that I always touch on in grief, is when you have lost someone you love, the people around you most likely will not know what you need. And as hard as it is in the moment, but communicate. Yes, it is exhausting, but it if you can find it within you to communicate your needs, it will prevent a lot of misunderstandings. And so that's even to say when someone comes at you with a question or something that feels very heavy and hurtful, then to say, this doesn't sit well with me right now, but here are some areas where I feel I could need or where I feel I need support. And so it is to communicate your needs. And in order for us to be able to communicate our needs, we ourselves need to know what our needs are, right? And so it's that aspect of really pausing, allowing yourself to go in and to say, minute by minute, what do I need today? Once you know yourself, and I know I understand that in grief, we often don't even know what we need ourselves, then we communicate exactly that. I don't know what I need right now, but I know that this isn't it. Some of the things that we can do for someone going through through that is making sure that their fridge is full. Um, Many people don't even have an appetite after loss. And so making sure the fridge is full of nutritious food. 
because nutrition is important. Your body needs those nutrients to be able to have the strength to process through all of all of what's going on inside of you, right? And so to fill someone's fridge with nutritious food. The other thing is make sure they have gas in their car. You know, you have all these logistics of, of that you have to go through or places that you that you need to go to take care of things for the person that they've lost. And so gas, food, it's the basic things, the day-to-day stuff that we can show up with. And I say this in all of my sessions, and this absolutely applies to grief as well, is the biggest healer is connection. And in grief, connection is often just sitting with someone and saying, I am here. And I love you. You are not going to do this alone. Grief is one of those things. You cannot go under it. You cannot go over it. You have to go through it. And I will say this. I am so passionate about going through grief, going through it, because... If you ever meet someone who is struggling in life, it is likely that it relate goes back to a time in their life when they went through something very painful and they chose over or under and not through. And what that means is all of what they felt is still with inside of them and they are now masking because it was never processed, right? So walking through grief is not a matter of just, oh, I need to feel this to feel this. No, walking through it, feeling, acknowledging, processing all of that is what leads you to a path of purpose and passion, leads you to a place of being able to really live. And again, it's not just for yourself, but that is what gives purpose to the loss, to the person that you've lost, right? I do this all the time when I think of life for myself is I think when I do something in life, I will often say, um, whoever it is, mom, I'm doing this for you and for me both. So for me to live a life of purpose is so much more important now than ever because I'm doing it for myself, but also for them for my family that can no longer be here. So with that, I think I'm going to leave it there for two reasons. I feel like I am tired. (laughs) I'm done. I'm emotionally tapped out right now. (laughs) Um, And also I think that's a lot, but I hope that was helpful. And if you know someone that is experiencing uh, or currently going through uh, loss, and if there's anything I can do, please don't hesitate to reach out. My contact information is above and below and linked in all of my socials. And just know that you are loved. And I know that right now it feels like there is no light at the end. Trust me. Allow me to carry that hope for you. It will come. And I'm speaking from experience. It will come. Thank you for being here. Please like, subscribe. We've got more stuff coming. I love you guys. Take care.